Welcome to the Food Church Podcast. Today, Pastor Don Cherie Wilkerson continues our collection of talks. This is VU. Focusing on the value, honor is our calling. In this message, honor factor. Honor is the necessary ingredient for a life of purpose. Let's lean into the message together. I believe that God's gonna continue to speak to us as we're in this collection called This Is VU or This Is Us. We're looking at the values of this house and we're a part of a big family. I just wanna remind you, we're not just one location, but we have friends and family that call this place home really around the world. We have multiple locations. I'm thankful for the city location. I'm thankful for Everglades Correctional Institution. We love you guys. Come on, let's put our hands together for the family that we are a part of. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful to look to the promises of God today. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. It's gonna be verse 10. We're looking at the value. We've looked at a different value in our church every week over the last few weeks. And today we're looking at the value of this house, which is uh, honor. Honor is our calling is what we say at VU. And uh, today, I, I wanna let you know that I woke up this morning not knowing that I was preaching for sure because my husband prepared an amazing message. And somehow yesterday, his voice just left him. And so he's sitting on the front row wanting to preach the message that he wrote. But today you're gonna shout me down because I'm preaching a great message. And I wanna honor Rich because he put a lot of hard work and effort into this message. And I'm gonna dive in and preach it best I can. But aren't you thankful that these aren't either one of our words? This is the promises of God that we get to declare. And so I woke up this morning going, Holy Spirit, I'm walking in your confidence today because he's faithful. And I I feel very strongly that he wants to speak to every single one of us today. And this is what Romans chapter 12 says says, verse 10, it says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Now I wanna take the next few minutes to talk to you on this thought honor factor, honor factor. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our locations. Thank you for the friends and family that are watching literally around the world. God, we're your kids. And God, we're here to hear from you. And we have a confidence that you are speaking to us today, that you're stirring our spirits, preparing us, Lord, for the days ahead and for this moment that we are in right now. So Lord, we open up our hearts. We're here to seek you first and foremost. And we love you. And all of Vuk Church said, come on, and all of Vuk Church said, come on, put your hands together. If you love Jesus and you believe it. So at Vuk Church, we say honor is our calling. Why don't you look at your neighbor and just say that. Honor is our calling. 
And we really look for ways in the culture of our community to walk this out day in, day out. In any gathering, you're gonna see us intentionally looking way, looking for ways to employ honor. I was thinking about it this morning because one of the things that we love to do, even before you walk through these doors or you turn on your television, is that we gather to pray over you and to pray over our service. And as the team huddles up to pray for the day, we do this thing called pass the game ball. Just like you would be at a championship game and they would like shout out the MVP and they'd be like, we're giving you the game ball because you left it all out on the field. You gave everything you got. We start a Sunday a lot of times by passing game balls to servant leaders. It's not a real football. It's not a real basketball. It's not a soccer ball, whatever your sport is of choice. No, what is it? It's words of honor. We take the time in front of others to look at each other in the eyes and we say, you know, the first person I want to shout out is, and you get the game ball, and somebody just starts to speak life and love over them. But we don't just pass it once. No, that game ball was given so it can be passed again. And so that person who received the game ball then looks across the room and we say, don't choose somebody from your team. Choose somebody on another team. We're all a part of this thing together. And they get to choose someone else to honor. And it may be someone that helped plant this church seven years ago, or it could be someone who just jumped on team this month. But we believe that as we speak to what we see inside of others, that it helps them step into the plan and the will of God for their, for their life. Do you believe that today? It's powerful when we start to honor. And if I'm honest with you, um, as I was thinking about this message today, it came up in my heart that this year already in 2022, I've had the privilege to honor several people's lives who are now in the presence of God in eternity. And as I've shared their eulogies, it's been a reminder to me of these precious lives that were lived, whether the days were short or whether the years were long that they were on this earth, that their life made a difference. And at VU, we are committed to one thing, that we are not gonna wait until someone enters into eternity to tell them how much they matter, that we are gonna celebrate right here, right now, that we're gonna speak life, that we're gonna recognize who they are and God's hand on them, that we're gonna go right now, right here, this is the place where I choose to step into my calling, which is honor. And the definition of honor in a dictionary of English language by Samuel Johnson, he defined honor as having several senses, the first of which was nobility of soul, magnanimity, which simply means incredible generosity, and a scorn of meanness. I love that. I love that definition, a scorn of meanness, and I won't take too much time on it, but it just jumps at me because I love that we can actually use scorn for something. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll employ scorn. I never thought scorn was a good thing, but I will scorn meanness. I will scorn disrespect. I will look down on someone looking down. I don't have time for that. I wanna honor people with my thoughts, with my words, with the way that I live my life. You know, honor is the lost factor 
in our community. The world that we live in doesn't know how to honor. The culture that you and I live in in 2022, we have lost the beautiful art of genuine, authentic honor. We, we don't even show basic respect for human beings anymore. Would you agree with me today? That there's a baseline of respect that our culture has found a way to steep below, to stoop below. And we live in a time that if I disagree with your idea, then I suddenly feel the right to disrespect you. And disagreeing does not give you and I the right to disrespect others. We're still called to honor, even when we don't see eye to eye. In fact, I think the way that we honor people when we disagree is one of the clearest indicators of being a Christ follower, is one of the largest ways that God's love shines to the world around us. Why? Because it's counterculture. It stands out like the biggest lighthouse the world has ever seen when people are being disrespected, when they're being condescended to, and they choose to look back and honor. Honor comes from valuing people, bottom line. I wanna talk about this for a second because I think that a lot of times when we think about honor, we think, oh, I just gotta change the way that I speak. I gotta be sweeter. I gotta be a little more flowery. I gotta come in and put some sugar on my words. But friends, it's so much deeper than that. You gotta think deeper than just saying it nicer. Honoring comes from valuing people. And when you value people, being kind is really easy. When you value people, not disrespecting them, it just comes naturally. When you actually value people, you'll pause before you attack. You'll wait before you assume. You'll take a moment to realize that maybe you need to listen before you actually speak. Honor comes from valuing people. And you and I as Christ followers, we are called to value people because every single person you encounter is made in the image of God. And let me tell you, even people that don't know God can love those that love them and are their family and are their friends. You know what sets us apart? Is that every single person who crosses our path, we treat them as equal value, we serve them, we give to them. We may only encounter them for one minute, but we're gonna look into their eyes. We're gonna let the love of God flow through. And you know what? Then the kindness comes naturally. Then the honor comes naturally. Why? Because it's not just something I'm doing, it's who I am. It's who I am, that the love of God has transformed me and it's transformed the way that I see people on a daily basis. God protects people. God honors people. Why don't we? Why don't you and I? See, the words, the jokes, and the disregard for others just gives away our heart stance. And today, I hope that you're challenged to examine your heart. Are you carrying a heart full of honor, honor towards God, honor towards others, and even honor towards yourself? Because we become so desensitized with our culture that we don't even 
recognize the blatant dishonor that's all around us. We don't, we don't even realize it because it's so embedded in our culture. The movies we watch, the social media that we consume, friends, it is a part of dishonor. And it's getting deep-seated in our hearts, and it's changing the way that we think and the way that we view others and the way that we speak and the way that we interact in the relationships that are the most dear to us. The culture cannot affect us. We're called to affect the culture. We're called to invade culture and to change it. I was in a restaurant the other day, and it was a nice restaurant. I'd been looking forward to it. My friend is vegan, and I was like, I'm going to go to this vegan restaurant because I know you've been wanting to go. So we sat down at that restaurant, and all of a sudden, this song came on, and it was just so foul. It was so awful. And I'm sitting here trying to eat a good meal. But man, with this, these words just jamming in my ears, even the food didn't taste good for a minute. I'm going, this is like hell in my ears. This is awful. And the culture of disrespect and dishonor, it changes the atmosphere. It can take things that are really beautiful. It can twist. It can manipulate. It can morph it into something that is destructive and not beautiful. We glorify dishonor, but what we must understand as Christ followers is that God created order. And honor is an integral part of this order that God has created. Our world hates all forms of authority. And it is innate in us because I see it in my 11-month-old baby girl. When she doesn't get her way, you guys, she doesn't have a word to say. She can't even say no. But when she doesn't want me to hold her, she makes her whole body go limp. And she just falls in my arms. It's disrespect. There's something in us, in that sinful nature, that we hate authority that we grate against it. You're gonna try to tell me how to live my life? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Well, well, God's going, I'm the one who created you. I'm the one who knows you better than you know yourself. I'm the one who numbered your days, who knows every thought before it's on your tongue, who knit you together in your mother's womb. I'm the one who knows you and created you, and I have a order for your life, but you will never discover the path of purpose that lies before you unless you decide to honor me. It is a decision of honor, and you can look all you want, but it will only happen when you fully surrender your life. Salvation is saying, God, I will honor you above everything else. I believe in this sacrifice. I honor the cross. I honor the empty tomb. I honor the presence of the Spirit of God. And I choose to submit my life to your authority. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, Honor God with your body. See, God defines who I am through and through. There's just no getting around it. 
Every part of who you are was created and orchestrated by God. And so we belong to God and we're called to honor God with all that we are. We honor because we are honorable. It's not just lip service. It's a life of service. I'm going to live this thing. I'm going to walk this thing out. Because God has given me a calling. He bought me. He covered me with his blood. He forgave me. I'm going to spend every moment of my life moving forward honoring him. We've been forgiven. We've been redeemed. We've been restored. Now we've been set on a path full of purpose that is full of integrity, that is full of honesty. And we don't behave according to the world's patterns. We behave according to God's principles. First Peter chapter two, verse 17 says, honor everyone. Look at your neighbor and say, honor everyone. I love it. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. I have a question for you. When it says honor everyone, does it mean everyone? Does it really mean everyone? Because sometimes people don't honor me. And sometimes they don't deserve to be honored. So how do we honor people that we disagree with? Well, first of all, we let sorrow temper indignation. Indignation is an anger or an annoyance. It's the feeling of being wronged where you have the right to do whatever you are going to do. But I think that God wants to break our heart just like his heart is broken for humanity. And when we disagree with someone and we're tempted to dishonor them, I think instead of dishonoring them, we can allow our heart to break for them just like God's heart breaks for us as we were lost in our own sin. Don't let indignation overtake you. Instead, allow sorrow to fill your heart and give you a perspective of heaven. How else do we approach people when we disagree with them without dishonoring? Well, we can let prayer drown out our sarcasm. Instead of speaking down to others, we can look up where our help comes from. We can cry out to God before we allow words that dishonor to slip out of our lips and say things that we may never be able to reel back in. And that person may never be able to forget. Friends, we can let prayer drown out our sarcasm. But also we can let clear truth overruled bombastic mockery. And I got to shout Rich out because that's a good word right there. Bombastic means to be inflated. Bombastic means to make a lot of noise, but still be empty. And when I look around our world, I see a lot of bombastic mockery. I see a lot of people that are saying something really loud, but not saying much at all. But you can say clear truth at a whisper, and it cuts through the lies of the enemy. You can speak the truth softly and slowly, and it 
pierces the heart that is hardened, that has walls up, that doesn't want to hear. Friends, let me tell you, you have power because you hold the truth. So choose honor instead of dishonor. Come on, do I have a witness in the house today? Choose honor. Choose honor. Instead of me playing a sociologist, can I, can I just be a pastor? Because that's who I am. The church has never been more confused on the importance of honor. The church has thrown honor to the curb. The church has decided to mock honor, to make it something that is, that is wrong. Friends, honor is the heart of God. And the church is not Netflix. You don't just come in and just take whatever you want and go out the door. The church is not a commodity. The church is a community where we all contribute. We all dive in. We all participate. We all are aware and awakened to this holy, beautiful offering of sacrifice that is our very lives. Come on, is anybody grateful to be a part, not just to take advantage of the community that we call the local church? It's always been about what you can give, not what you can get. We are living sacrifices, called to honor God, called to honor one another, and called to honor this thing that we are building called the kingdom of God. So many leave as soon as they don't get what they want. But my prayer for you today is that you would build some roots today that your honor would drive you deep into the soil of purpose right here, right now. 2 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work in preaching and teaching. Why is this important? Because you cannot receive from that which you cannot honor. So when the word of God is encouraging us to live with the spirit of honor, it's because God created you. He created you to live with a life of honor. And when you don't honor, it tears at the very being of who you are. It makes your life small. It cuts off the life source of love. It actually closes your mind to the ideas and the inspiration that God wants to give you. That God has given you blessings, but when you can't honor them, when you can't recognize what you've been given, how on earth will you ever be able to utilize what God has given you if you don't first honor that which has been bestowed? How? Honor unlocks so much in the kingdom of heaven. And for you and I to step into what God has called us to do, it starts with who God has called us to be. Friends, get a clear picture. Honor multiplies. Dishonor divides. Honor opens. Dishonor closes doors every single time. Honor releases. Go. Dishonor retains. 
I'm going to keep my fists closed. I don't want to share the honor. I want to keep the honor. And your world just gets smaller and smaller. Honor promotes. Dishonor demotes. Honor starts, but dishonor stops. And if you feel like you're at a standstill in life, if you feel like you can't catch your momentum again, if you feel like you don't know why you're stuck in this rut, I would check your honor tank. I would check when was the last time you honored those around you. When was the last time you lifted your voice and surrendered your heart in honor to the God who created you? Because there is motivation, there is energy, there is joy, there is peace, there is the very presence of God that is found when you decide to honor God with everything you have. Oh, come on, we could do better than that. Let's give God praise. We were created to honor. I've watched men and women throughout the years develop a spirit of dishonor where they've gotten familiar. I spoke about it. Familiar with the things of God, familiar with the community that none of us deserve, that God's given us. And it tears them apart. It may take them years. It may take them decades to finally put a pinpoint on when the spiral started down on when everything started to break apart. But again and again, I've seen men and women come back and be able to point back to where they started to dishonor. Where they started to put the walls up in their heart against God and against those around them. When they started to hold onto the credit, to seek the control, to try to hold everything in their own hands. Doesn't matter how good the ministry is. If you don't honor it, you won't be able to receive from it. I love that Romans challenges us to outdo each other in honor, right? Are there any competitive people that I'm talking to today? You love like a good competition. One of the funniest parts, by the way, of um, there, there are a lot of not funny parts of quarantine, but one of the funny parts of quarantine was my brother David D lives with us. And my brother David D is probably the most competitive person I've ever met in my life. And because we were all stuck in the house for weeks with each other, he really didn't have anybody to compete with. Like he's this amazing athlete. He, didn't ha- he couldn't go play soccer. He couldn't go play ball. He couldn't do anything. And so every day he would take a break from work and I would see him go sit in our pool and he would be under the water for so long. I would be like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, I got this competition, how long I can hold my breath. (laughs) He didn't have anyone to compete with and he decided to compete with himself. And I love that the scripture tells us to outdo one another in honor. It's not saying for you to really take it seriously to one up. What it's saying is compete with yourself. See how much you can honor others. Start to go out of your way to be generous, to speak life, to look into people's eyes. Friends, make it a personal competition with yourself. I'm going to honor people more in 2022 than I did in 2021. I'm growing in my honor. I'm stretching in my honor. I'm developing in my honor. I'm learning in my honor. Outdo one another in your honor. 
Honor up, honor down, honor all around. We say it at VU all the time. It's a beautiful discovery and adventure, this path of honor. I never really liked math a lot in school. I tried my best to get out of all my math classes in college. But in math, there's a term called the greatest common factor. And the greatest common factor in a set of numbers is the largest factor. So if you, if you looked at a set of numbers, if it was 12, 20, and 24, then the, the common factors would be two and four, but the greatest common factor would be four because it's the largest number that all of those can be divided by. And I think it's interesting when you look at the greatest common factor in successful marriages, marriages that are full of vitality and life and joy. When you look at communities that people wanna be a part of, that are life-giving, that allow people to grow and to flourish. When you look at relationships, friendships that are authentic and supportive, celebratory. When you look at individuals who have a confidence that seems to come from the inside, an assurance that allows them to celebrate others and walk in their own individual path. I think the greatest common factor in all of those would be this distinction called honor. Honor is found where any life and growth and joy is. Because honor is a necessary ingredient for anyone to grow into who God has called them to be. For them to both give it and for them to receive it and allow it to roll up in praise and glory to God. And I think when we look at honor being the greatest common factor in so many of these areas, we have to understand that there are many areas and the first area is God's protection. Honor is a common factor that we see in God's protection. For Samuel chapter two, verse 30 says, far be it from me for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. See this text, it, this text in context is about Eli's sons, the priests. And his sons were making a mockery of the house of God. His sons were taking advantage of others and taking advantage of the place of leadership that God himself had entrusted to them. And God released his hand of protection off of their lives and they lost their lives. Why? Because they stopped honoring. They did not carry a spirit of honor. Therefore, God said, I am removing my hand of protection. Honor puts the hand of God on your life. Honor brings protection. And I know in life there are a lot of seasons that, that we don't understand why they happen. I don't know why that accident happened. I don't know why all of a sudden my health suffered. I don't know why this relationship fell apart. And friends, the, the, the first thing that we may wanna do is be angry at God, run from God, curse God. But what I would encourage you is, don't run from God, run to God. You honor him with your honesty. 
don't just run to him and act like everything is okay and just say that everything's fine. No, honor him with your honesty. Bring him your anger. Bring him your frustration. Honor God with your tears. Honor him by leaning into him and watch as he wraps his arms around you, reminds you that he's not done with your story, whispers promises to the depths of your soul, tells you that he's going to carry you through the midnight hour. Friends, run to God and honor him with your honesty. God's protection comes with our honesty. God's protection comes with our honor. But another common factor we see in honesty is we, in, in honor is God's promise. You have a promise, and you have more than one promise, and it's all wrapped up in Jesus. He is everything that we have been given. But we see the very first promise given in the word of God when it comes to this word honor. It's found in the Ten Commandments, Deuteronomy chapter 5. It says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This command actually has a promise on the other side. Honor and your days will be long. This is so practical. Because I see this with my kids. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They just learned how to scooter. They've been scootering with us like down the sidewalk. You know what scootering is, right? Like they've been scootering. That's a weird word. <laughs> they've been scootering down the sidewalk with us lately. They just started this past month and they can go like two miles with us. And what we've discovered is, is that Rich and I have to be very loud and vocal in directing them. And they have to decide, in order to have the entitlement to continue scootering, they have to decide to honor what we say. And this month, I see this scripture worked out in the most practical way. Honor your mother and father and your days will be long. In other words, hey, Wyatt and Wild, when you see the yellow line, you stop. Every single time, you stop and you listen to mom and dad. If we, if we yell stop, you yell, then you stop. You put your feet on the brakes and your days will be long. <laughs> and some of us, we keep hitting walls because we don't know how to honor the authority in our life. We don't know how to learn from the wisdom and the perspective of others that God has placed in our lives. When we honor, it makes our path long. It makes our path clear. And I understand that for many of you, you'd say, Dontra, you don't understand how the authority in my life has taken advantage of me. And I understand that there are many broken stories. And many of you would say, Dontra, it would be very hard for me to honor those in my life. But I wanna encourage you that when it comes to our families and differences and disagreements, that you can honor someone while still remaining to have boundaries. You can have boundaries that protect a healthy culture. You can have boundaries that fight um, to allow your family to walk forward in health. Health and honor and boundaries are not at odds with one another. And maybe today would be the day that you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me how to honor those in my life. 
but also creating boundaries that protects our relationship. Are you with me? Come on, let's put our hands together. God wants to be involved in every single part of our relationships. But also a common factor that we see of honor is God's provision. I want to encourage you. God provides for all of our lives. Proverbs chapter three, verse nine says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits and with all of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Honoring God with our wealth and our finances brings blessing. Why? Because God is honored that we recognize that every single thing we have comes from him. My mom always said it this way, first things first. First things first, bring God your best first and foremost. Before you do anything else, make sure that God knows that you are blessed by all that he has entrusted to you. But not only that, another common factor of honor is God's presence. And today is Pentecost Sunday. What a special day that we get together and celebrate today. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day that we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit given to all who believe and trust in Jesus. It's when the Holy Spirit fell upon the early church and empowered the church to be witnesses of Jesus. It's called Pentecost. And Pentecost is about honoring Jesus on three levels. You might not know that, but we're gonna learn it today together. Pentecost is about honoring Jesus on three levels. First and foremost, the disciples honored the command of Jesus by waiting in the upper room and praying until the Spirit of God visited them. They didn't decide that they were gonna go try to preach the message of a resurrected Lord on their own. Instead, they honored the words of Jesus. They said, where you say to tarry, we will tarry. We will wait in the upper room until you do what you said you would do. And the early disciples, they honored Jesus by waiting. Maybe you feel frustrated. Maybe you feel exhausted today. Maybe you feel like you're doing everything on your own strength. Friends, trying to live for God without the presence of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you is like you trying to push a car instead of driving it. What is in the tank? Hopefully it's not your own effort, your own strength, your own good ideas. There is a God idea and empowerment called the Holy Spirit, and He wants to fill you again and again and again and again. When was the last time you asked him to just fill you up? When was the last time you reached out to the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you simply waited on him instead of running ahead doing what you think is best? No, he knows best. And the early disciples, they honored God by waiting, by waiting, by waiting on God. But not only that, the giving of the Spirit, according to Peter in Acts, is evidence that God the Father had honored Jesus by enthroning him. So when we read the scripture and they're praying, 
in many different languages, languages that they had never been educated in, languages that as they're, they're speaking in these tongues and all of these people that have visited Jerusalem from other nations are all of a sudden hearing their native tongue spoken, glorifying God and praising him. Friends, for the disciples, it was evidence of Jesus's promise coming to pass, meaning that this is that but also the visiting of the Holy Spirit was evidence that Jesus had in fact ascended and been enthroned at the right hand of the Father, meaning he made it. He got to the place where he said he was going. And when he got to that place, because Jesus was now at the right hand of the Father, the Father employed the Holy Spirit to come and empower us. Jesus and his resurrection and his ascension to the right hand of the Father was being honored by the Father. And so the Father honored it by sending the Holy Spirit to empower you and to empower me. I've been to a few churches. I won't knock a lot of them because it's an honor to be able to encourage other churches. I don't take it lightly. I go to serve. But I've been to a couple churches in my life where when I've been there, I left feeling, honestly feeling used because I walked in the door and nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to get to know me. It's just kind of come in and do what you gotta do. Glad you're here. Get up on the stage and do your thing. That's not the way we operate at this church. We fight for relationship. That's not to tear down any church. But what it is, is it's a very real challenge that here at Vue Church, we never wanna just be like, oh, Holy Spirit, come in and just do what you gotta do. We want real relationship. We want authentic understanding and conversation and communication, real commitment, not just for what He does, but for who He is. And may Vue Church be a place where we set the table and we say, Holy Spirit, come in. You're, you're, our, you're our guest and we love you. And we're grateful you're here. Speak what you wanna say. Challenge me, encourage me, comfort me, teach me, convict me. Do all the things that you do because I, I just wanna know you more. And you're gonna remind me of everything that Jesus said and, and Jesus is the love of my life and you just keep drawing me closer to him. You just make me keep falling in love with him again and again and again. Thank you. Thank you for being present. Thank you that even now you're stirring hearts as we speak about you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're honored when we start to honor you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Move, move. Maybe this be a place where we lean into the genuine relationship that we have, the genuine relationship that we have with God. But not only that, there's a third way that Jesus is honored through Pentecost. Peter calls on the crowd to honor Jesus by being baptized in his name. Now catch this, 50 days earlier, a lot of those people in that same crowd would have been the people that yelled, crucify him. Would have been the people that wanted Jesus to die, to bleed, to suffer. 
that Jesus actually prompts Peter. Holy Spirit flows through him in power and invites that crowd to now be baptized. The same crowd that yelled crucify him, the same crowd that hated him. Now, because the miraculous gift of salvation is invited, be baptized, be born again. Be changed by the power that you could never achieve or attain, but now it's been given to you. This is the promise that they will receive the power of God's presence from the very one that they rejected. I don't know how many times you've rejected him. I have a feeling some people walked in here feeling they aren't good enough that they'll never measure up to have a real authentic relationship with Jesus. I have a feeling there are some people watching online today that the reason why you're watching online may be because you have so much condemnation and fear in your heart because of what you look at when you look at your past that you don't even want to walk through the doors of a church. But I want to speak God's promise over you that even from the very beginning that those who yelled crucify him, Jesus looked back and said, I came for you to change you, to set you free, to give you a brand new life through me, through me. There is no condemnation in Christ. If you feel conviction, run to the Father. Let him change you by the power of his Spirit. Pentecost is about the church's reception of the Spirit. But the Spirit is given, received, and continues to work in and through the church as we honor Jesus. There are many common factors that we see. But I want to end with this. One of the greatest common factors that we see through honor is God's power. God's power. I want to read to you from Acts. Verse 14. Well, I'm going to read a little bit before it, actually. I'm start at 17 on the screens, but it says, Then Peter stood up with the 11 disciples, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And now he quotes the prophet. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. A lot of us, we want to see that take place. We want to see the miracles and the signs and the wonders. But friends, that is the work of the Spirit. You know what our job is? It's to honor. 
Jesus went to his hometown and it says he wasn't able to do many miracles. It says he was just able to pray for a couple people, laying hands on them and they were healed, but he wasn't able to do many. Why? Because they didn't honor him. Even Jesus's miracle working power was limited because people chose not to honor him. So what in your life is being blocked? Because you are not aware of where your help comes from. Because you are not aware of who you are called to be a life marked by honor. Friends, there are prophecies. There are dreams. There is a filling of the Spirit that awaits for you right here, right now. But what are we called to do to receive it? We're called simply to lean into who He is, to worship Him to honor Him and to be filled again and again. Now hear me, at Vuke Church, we believe from the moment you surrender your life to Jesus, the same power that conquered the grave fills you, that you're a brand new creation and that you are filled with the very Spirit of the living God, that the Holy Spirit indwells, that He lives inside of you. We also believe that there are gifts of the Spirit that we can pray in languages that we don't understand, but when they take a brain scan, suddenly they've discovered that we are operating at our very highest level of thinking. It's beautiful. We believe in gifts of the Spirit like prophecy. We believe in visions. But you need to have the confidence today that you don't have to be in a church service. It doesn't have to be 10 o'clock at night. You've listened to worship for four hours. Right here, right now, you can have an encounter with the very presence of God. It was nine o'clock in the morning and they were filled with the Spirit. You can be filled again and again and again and again. And all over this room, would you just stand to your feet? Wherever you are, stand to your feet because we're gonna posture ourselves in a posture of honor. We're gonna lift our hands saying, God, I release everything I've been holding on to and I receive everything that you are. And I believe that as you reach out to the Holy Spirit, that He's gonna fill you today. That He's gonna fill you with joy. He's gonna fill you with strength. That your cup is gonna overflow. When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you? When was the last time you desired more of His presence, more of His voice? Come on, lift your hands. I wanna pray over you. God, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that your presence would fill their spirits. Lord, what we do not see is what is most important. And God, may the very sea level of their spirits start to rise right now in your presence. God, let it lift them, lift their eyes to heaven where their help comes from. Remind them of who they are. God, I pray that faith would override fear. I pray that boldness would erupt in their soul. God, I pray that an assurance would be found in the confidence that is found in your spirit. God, I pray right now that you're calling your sons and your daughters to be filled with the spirit, to walk in the spirit, to think in the spirit, to operate in your ways, oh God. And with our hands raised, we say, come Holy Spirit, fill us Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do in this place. Come on, let's worship Him together. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose 
and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present, and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to rootchurch.com online. We love you.